0: Even <laughs> radio and just like gesticulating and nobody looking at us so this is really
1: weird Mutual Mutual ra-la. Mutual
0: Mutual ra-la. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System
2: to the Radio Reversal Podcast. My name's Anna. I am so excited to be bringing you the second episode in our introductory series, Learning Out Loud. We want to start, as we always do, by paying attention to where we are recording. This is the unceded land of the Yagara and Turrbal peoples. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. And we recognise that sovereignty over these lands has never been ceded. And perhaps more importantly, that that means something for how we approach political conversations in the present. We work in whatever ways we can here at the Radio Reversal podcast to ground all of our conversations in the material reality of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's unceded sovereignty over these lands Uh, And to work to foreground Indigenous sovereignty in everything we do. That's particularly important work for people like me who are white settlers in this place and working to reckon with what it means to be here, directly implicated in colonisation and working to rectify its ongoing violences. Um, This week... On the Radio Reversal podcast, we are very excited to be bringing you a recording from our podcast mixtape launch party. Um, those of you who are listening from so called Brisbane might have come along or seen our event pop up last week. Uh, we were lucky enough to launch the podcast version of Radio Reversal, our long standing 4 Z radio show with our wonderful comrade Andy Payne, the producer of Paradigm Shift, also over on um, on the Zen Universe. And we threw a big party to celebrate the the digital iterations of these long-standing Radical Radio projects. And this week on our podcast, we want to share some of the recordings from that wonderful event. This is an, a beautiful opportunity for us at Radio Reversal to also Um, honour the community that sits around us. Radio can sometimes feel like a really solitary medium, um, but it's not, and I think there is something really valuable and something really very essential to the Radio Reversal Project in paying attention to all of the people that we are thinking with and learning from um, and and working alongside, whether they're in the studio with us or not. So this week you're going to hear... A bit of a field recording. Already, I think you'll be able to hear the musical accompaniments of our wonderful co-theorists in the Radio Reversal podcast mixtape. The music, our kind of house band for the launch party, was made up of the trio behind It's Science and Feelings, our very own and wonderful Han ridden Smith. Jody Rottle and Matt Shu. Uh, you can find some links to their other projects over on our Radio Reversal Substack, which is also where you can subscribe to the podcast. A highly recommended thing to do because it means you'll never miss an episode and also you'll get um, all of the kind of surrounding content and thinking and um, every single thing we've ever thought. And who could possibly not want that? Um, Over the course of this recording, you're going to hear from a whole bunch of our favourite interlocutors, co-thinkers, co-theorists, all of whom came together with us to think about the power and the possibility of learning out loud. It always feels like there's so much more that we could say at the beginning of these shows. I can feel myself wanting to tell you every single thing I think about learning out loud, Um, but I'm going to resist that urge and let this conversation stand for itself because this is a really beautiful and warm introduction to the Radio Reversal Collective, to what it means to have done so much thinking and learning over at least a decade in this city. And to do that thinking together with so many people, it's a great joy and it's one of the privileges of, of my life. And I think it's, it's worth um, honouring in its entirety. So this is the, the first of two episodes that are going to bring you the Radio Reversal and Paradigm Shift podcast mixtape. In this week's episode, you're going to hear a little bit from our wonderful comrade Andy Payne talking about the move that Radio Reversal and Paradigm Shift are both making into the, the creation of a digital archive for these projects. You're also going to hear from my wonderful friend and colleague, the incredible Waka Waka and South Sea Islander, writer, researcher, advocate, radio producer, television star, Kevin Yayi. We are very lucky to have a little poetry performance in there as well from um, my partner and friend, long-term contributor to the Radio Reversal Project, the poet, writer, musician, artist and community organiser and deep politics nerd, Jonathan Sri Ranganathan. And we wrap up this week's episode with a a very juicy chat with the wonderful, um, indomitable duo behind Let's Talk Black Politics of Mananjali in South Sea Islander, Professor Chelsea Watergo, and her wonderful co-host, Dr David Singh. And across all of this content and all of these rich conversations, the abiding theme that we come back to over and over again is that there is something important about holding open spaces where people can think and learn together out loud and in the service of struggle. Um, And that is uh, one of the best ways, I think, to come in to the Radio Reversal project. So you're listening to the Radio Reversal podcast. We are very grateful to be taking you and hopefully your cups of tea over to the Wollongabba substation to join us for the joyful Radio Reversal and Paradigm Shift podcast launch mixtape. Ah. We're on.
3: Welcome, (laughs) welcome everybody to the uh, podcast launch of the Paradigm Shift and Radio Reversal. Both... Both of them have been going for well over a decade as radio programs, so it's not exactly something totally new, but we're um, venturing out into a new medium.
2: Absolutely, and um, we're so excited to have all of you here to celebrate with us. Um, as always, for our shows and events happening here, we want to start by thinking about where we're meeting um, this is Yuggera and Turrbal country. Uh, I'm in this place as a white settler, a non-Indigenous person, and so want to start by um, honouring the rightful owners of these lands um, and thinking about what it means to centre their sovereignty in all that we do as organisers, thinkers and people excitedly launching podcasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, creators.
3: Um. <laughs>
2: um, so we're going to start off this event is um a very cute little radio mixtape vibe you will be able to see that we have our double studio um, experience set up and we're incredibly grateful to this absolutely extraordinary trio of artists who are going to join us for at least Yay! the first hour. Um, this is Han, Jody, and Matt, and they're performing together to give a little bit of a kind of track break experience for this podcast launch.
3: The bake sale is going on up the back. There's all kinds of amazing treats and also... Um, Ollie's tea store. Ollie's an unofficial contributor to both Paradigm Shift and Radio Reversal in the encouragement that he gives and the cups of tea.
2: (laughs) I'm Anna. I realised I didn't even say that at the beginning. Um, Terrible radio etiquette. One of the um, organisers and producers of Radio Reversal. Uh, And I'm going to hand over to some of my Radio Reversal co hosts who are going to give us a bit of an intro into why the heck we're doing a podcast. Um, So, Shreya and Nat. Over to you. Hi, uh,
0: I'm Shreya. I'm a visitor in this country. I'm Indian origin. I've been in Australia um, for six, seven years. Um, precariously employed. I love the radio, and I love that we're turning the radio into a podcast because I think I think radio is important for me because being a visitor on this country, I, it gives me a platform to learn, skill share, engage. Um, and just sort of connect these threads of what's happening in so-called Australia with my country, which is a post-colonial country and this settler colony. Um, It helps me form a community. It helps me understand people. It helps me um, engage and meet such wonderful and brilliant people. And um, this is the community I reach to in times of love in times of grief in times of happiness in times of all the time so i think um radio and there's a lot of crossover with bfu um has just given me community so i hope that with the podcast we can just like extend this community and have more people be a part of it, have more people be engaged in it, have more people sort of listen to us and engage with us in different capacities. Um, Just by nodding along sometimes also helps. I feel that the podcast I listen to, I'm friends with everybody that I listen to. And it's a wonderful one-sided Um, digital communication. So that's why I'm very excited that we're turning Radio Reversal into a Radio Reversal podcast and I'm very excited to be doing it with Han, Anna and this beautiful collective, with Nat and all of this shifting beautiful people. Thank you.
3: Thanks Shreya. Nat, do you want to tell us why why you're part of launching a podcast?
2: Thanks, Andy. Yeah, um, actually, for my answer, I'm going to get you all to subscribe to the podcast.
4: <laughs> episode
2: Episode zero, you'll be able to listen to us have a big chat about why this, about our commitment to learning out loud, learning publicly, um, what it means to think deeply with the spaces, movements, communities um, that we get to think and learn with on a regular basis. It's a really reflective um, process, I think, bringing this podcast to life. And Andy... Why do you make radio? Why are you making a podcast?
3: <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've been making radio for a long time um, and I I listened to radio for a long time. I listened to Triple Z very early on after first coming to Brisbane um, and radio has been a big part of my life in forming it and uh, so has independent media of all kinds. And I think one of the things about media, we sort of think about m- media is this big thing out there, the the media does this, the media does that, but really it's about communication, right? That's what it means, like a medium of communication. And and so independent media is the way that we communicate what matters to us, Mm -hmm. you know? And not only it connects people, but also it connects us to like a whole other world. And so one of the things I love about making radio is the ability to give voice to a lot of different people who are doing things that I think are worthwhile or, Inspiring, and so um, I've been doing radio for a long time. But it has been mentioned to me once or twice that a lot of people listen to podcasts <laughs> and that appreciate paradigm shift being a podcast. And so um, I'm doing. I want to branch out and make it as easy as possible to find for people that are looking for independent media.
2: Amazing. Um, yeah, right on. Uh, we are so excited because we have a bunch of guests, both of both shows, Radio Vessel and Paradigm Shift, um, feature a lot of interviews with wonderful people, and we're really glad to be bringing some of those people to you live here today. Anna, you want to? Come intro some this? Yes. Yeah, But um, in true radio style, I think it might be time for a track break <laughs> before we bring up our wonderful first guest, the incredible um, Waka Waka and South Sea Islander, youth worker, scholar and media star, Kevin Yaggy.
0: Mutual, mutual, ba la Mutual, mutual, ba la This hello, is hello. The Mutual Broadcasting
3: a world based on justice, solidarity and sustainability.
2: these incredible musical interludes. Um, for those of you who just joined us, uh, I'm Anna. I'm one of the producers of Radio Reversal on 4ZZZ. I'm also lucky enough to produce Let's Talk on AAA Murray Country with none other than Kevin Yayi. How are you, Kevin? Hello,
5: Anna. Thank you for having me along this afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> and talking to you, because on AAA we don't get to talk on air, you're doing all the hard work behind the scenes, so it's nice to share the mic with you.
2: Oh, it's so exciting. And one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you, particularly, Kevin, there's too many to list, but. One is because you are involved in a whole bunch of different kinds of media projects. So everything from the kind of community media work that you do with AAA, the Aboriginal Community Controlled Radio Station over in West End, right through to your recurring role on Gogglebox, a mainstream television program, yeah. um, shout-outs, yeah, yeah. award-winning.
5: Yeah, award-winning, Silver yeah. Logie-winning um, Gogglebox. It's Whatever. all because of me, no yeah. jokes. <laughs> My back hurts from carrying the show, no jokes. <laughs>
2: Tell us, how are these media spaces different?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I love being able to play in a range of different spaces. Um, like you've outlined, you know, every week, you know, I get to deliver on A, Murray Country, Let's Talk, all things social justice. And I'm only new into the radio world. I've only just joined as a regular host on A at the beginning of this year. So I'm still relatively new into this space. But um, I think the major differences between the two is... You can't put enough emphasis on the importance of community media and being able to tell our stories without being having to watch our P's and Q's, um, without having to worry about who's sponsoring and what we can and can't say. I mean, obviously, there's, there, there are limitations that still exist in that space in community uh, media. But I guess um, what I love about AAA and what I love about Community Radio, 4 Z and others is that I can bring my whole self to the media, uh, to the interview. I can bring Kevin Yowie, the Walker Walker South Sea Islander man, who's also gay, who also plays in all these different spaces, and I can bring my full self, and I can tell the yarns in a way that makes sense to me, but more importantly, that is truthful to me in the experiences I've had. I know that in mainstream media, because there are so many different elements to it, sponsorship, viewership, things that are, you know, beyond my understanding in some elements, but that's what I think the stark difference is, Anna, is being able to tell stories that are important to me and in a way that makes sense to me, but also to people who I love and care for as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this is something that really touches on your long-standing commitments to social justice work, right, To um, particularly to work that centres the sovereignty of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in this, in this place. What do you think the role of community media is in terms of movement building, in terms of justice work?
5: It's about bringing people together, being connected and using our platform to connect us and through the different ways in which we want to... Uh, ..through the different topics that we want to talk about. And that's what I love about AAA Let's Talk. through. I mean, Anna, you and I get on the phone every other week and we talk about, you know, what, are our, what our next series of shows are going to look at and what are we going to focus on. And I think, for me, it's... um, ..it's the organising, it's the strategic thinking, it's the coming together, it's the sharing of resources, it's... Um, being able to tell stories um, on our terms. And um, you just don't get the same opportunities I have found when you're working with mainstream media outlets because of the different complexities and mm. the layers that come into putting a show together, whether it be Channel 10's Gogglebox or whether it be, you know, Triple A's Let's Talk, mm. um, there's, there's stark differences between the stories and, and um, the messaging that we can get out through these different platforms as well. So mm. I just love that I can just be a little bit clumsy and a little bit foolish and a little bit, um, you know... Um, Silly on, on the on the radio, which I do obviously as well on on Gogglebox, but um I can, I can tell stories that mean something to me on Triple A, and and of course that's not the setting of Gogglebox. You know that's we're not there to tell stories. We're TV critics, and we just shoot one liners out on things that we um, see on screen. So it's being able to um play and have fun in those different settings, Anna too, which is which is nice. I, I'm I'm privileged and um, special. Um, you know i give special thanks to this community here in me that i'm so lucky and uh privileged to be a part of but um being able to tell those stories is a, is a responsibility that i don't take lightly either mm. because um I, you know we've covered some ground this year on our let's talk you know we just spent a 10-part series which i think stretched out to about 12-part series looking at health justice um, impacting Black Fellows in so-called Australia, and we're about to lean into a five-part series looking at social justice issues impacting Black queer community. So, um, I mean, that's special. That that means something to me.
2: I feel like this really um, is really shapes the question that I'm really interested in, because you mentioned that you've only come into radio this year, yeah. um, although with a long um, set of experiences as an MC, someone who's you're know, clearly someone who's very Used to being behind the mic.
5: Yes, I'm a big noter. Yeah, is, is that where you were going with that? No jokes.
2: What if? What have you learnt from um, making community media?
5: Um, I think the, one of the biggest takeaways that I took up that I learnt straight away was the importance of being able to tell stories that mean something to, to people. And, and being able to elevate voices of voices of people who may not always have the platform and the opportunity. Um, one of our series we did, one of our first series you and I did this year, Anna, on, on Let's Talk, was looking at um, the embodiment of sovereignty and how sovereignty is expressed through different ways and mediums and uh, expressions. And I remember having a, a dear friend of mine, uh, Jane Christian, on, on the show. And she, we got Jane to talk about her experiences of taking the New South Wales Legal Aid to the Human Rights Commission and, and the, the challenges that she had through that. And it wasn't until after I got off the sh- that we finished that show, Anna, and I spoke to Jane, as I do on a regular basis, and she said, Kevin, it, it really meant something to be able to ho- have these yarns with you as a black follower who gets these challenges that I'm talking about. And creating a safe space for Mob to have those yarns as well because a lot of the, especially the stuff that we talk about on our show, I know it can be heavy, it can be a lot. We're asking people to talk about some really, um, you know, big topics. So it is uh, abundantly clear to me that it is um, my job um, in that position of asking questions and and allowing people to tell their stories um, to do so in a way that um, people feel safe to do uh, to have those yarns because they can be heavy Mm. and um, there's nothing worse and I don't know, there's probably people in the room that have this and nothing worse than finishing an interview um, or telling your story and then walking away and going, oh crap, did I I shouldn't have said that or maybe I should have said this differently and um, I guess being in a position of power in that space of you know triple a with you as you know our producer and being able to support mob to tell those stories
2: Mm. oh yeah i mean we could talk all day as Mm. is frequently a problem but um the last question what Future radio and podcasting projects? Are you
5: excited about? Yeah, look, I, I'm like I said, I'm new to this. So if if anyone wants to come and play with me in some area of some podcast, look, actually having Maggie Munn um, on our show last week, the CEO of, of the national um, national director of Change the Date, and hearing about the the different podcasts they're involved in, I think they have a podcast called. Um,
2: Gay football nerds? Yeah, or something. something like <laughs> yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, I want
5: to tell those yarns. I want to have fun doing that. Oh, I want to do fun stuff. I love, I love the yarns that we have at AAA and I think they're so important. But I'd love to do... I can be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell yarns. I can spin a yarn. I'd like to do some light stuff. Um, but also um, just open to the possibilities as well. So who knows where, where you'll see me next.
2: Incredible. Um, Thank you so much.
5: Thank you, Anna. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone.
0: Jodi and Han. Um, Feels wonderful to be seeing all of this live, I must say. Lovely. And now, Mm -hmm. I would like to introduce you all and have Jonathan Srinaganathan here to do a poetry set for us.
6: Hey, what a joy to be part of this event. I feel like having watched Radio Reversal evolve and blossom over like more than a decade now, um, it's so cool to see it sort of taking this next step and this next little chapter. And similarly to Paradigm Shift, I I can't remember the first time I heard it, but I remember having that experience of being like, oh great, there's radio like this, you know, after like growing up in the suburbs on B105 and then suddenly discover there's this other channel, like a few dials over and you're like, whoa, a whole new world. Uh, so yeah, it's a joy to be here. I'm Jonathan Sri Ranganathan and I'd also like to acknowledge and pay respects to elders past and present and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded and that the struggle for... Um, racial justice and land back needs to be at the centre of all our political movements. I'm going to share a couple of poems and hopefully they resonate with you. And yeah, I, this first one's about activism. And normally I give lots of caveats explaining the poetry because I worry that the subtlety and nuance will be missed. But I feel like with this crowd, you guys are just going to get it. So anyway, here goes. This is not for mainstream consumption. This is not background music. This is urban mythology, dissident philosophy, lo-fi, DIY, unashamed honesty. We are questioning fundamentals, seeking the transcendental, sharing insecurities, tearing off our masks. Google doesn't know these words exist. AM, FM radios won't find this frequency, audio encoded antidote to the status quo, counterculture vibrations, knock down that first domino, let this be your alarm clock, shock paddles to your heart, you want to shake this system up, now's the time to start, we are the batteries in your boombox, the fire in your pen, skeleton key to all their locks, burn that flag again, are you a radical? or just ripples in a stagnant pool. Everything's hierarchical and everyone's too cool. This is a desert landscape, their wells are dry. Ditch that handbrake, take a swig of the sky. You think your mind is open? You think you're liberated? Seapot on an ocean, your success is overrated. Mangrove mud, climb that cliff, watch the river flood. Water dragons in the drains, your revolution is a dud unless you bring the masses with you. And look beyond the windowsill, your rallies and marches are nothing but empty rituals. You call that resistance? You ain't resisting shit, no one's listening to your speech because they're drowning in your spit, no one's listening to your speech deafened by your screeching, no one's listening to your speech because you don't practice what you're preaching. The act of protest has itself become a component of the system. Street marches are mere shadows of civil disobedience. State-sanctioned, sanitised, commodified and thereby neutered. The charade of democratic dissent legitimises coercive control. Buy two Che Guevara t-shirts, get 30% off your next megaphone. The bird who can't see its own cage bars considers itself free. Your application for a protest permit has been refused. You may lodge a written appeal within 30 days, but no one will read it. Do not adjust your TV sets. We will adjust them for you. The invisible hand now serves an ulterior purpose. Nothing is trickling down anymore. Nothing. Is trickling down anymore. These gutters are cluttered with gratuitous wordplay, but it'll all wash away when the rain comes down. It will all wash away when the rain comes down. It will all wash away when the rain comes down. I could rap in triple time if I wanted. What's the point if you can't understand me? No plan B, we stand on stolen land and bicker over who's the enemy. It's time to use your brain now. It's time to stop the blaming now. It's time to kill the ego. We know we're only gonna grow if we quit the games now. Breathe. Contemplate your own mortality. The system's not invincible. You mistake shackles for gravity. Sharpen those bolt cutters. Break them chains and fly. This ain't about building monuments. It's about asking why. I lost count of the stories suffocated when they eradicated the counter-narrative. The Their documentaries and history books are a pseudo-objective sedative. That margin might seem empty, but there's lots it can teach you. Reach you through secret passageways before the Matrix eats you. Eats you. Listen to a feast. Static on the airwaves. Warn the town. Here comes the beast. Let this be your alarm clock. Shock paddles to your heart. Lest we forget the genocide. Lest we forget how many died at least if they do eat us we will be difficult to digest thank you I'm going to try to squeeze in two more but uh, this is a short one that hopefully resonates with some of you it's kind of a part of a longer piece if you like my stuff you can look up Rivermouth I do a lot of rapping and poetry with Rivermouth Um, yeah, this one's called, well, I don't think it actually has a name, but, um, you can recommend a name for it afterwards. Remember this. The city is made of the riverbed and the bay. For decades, we dredged its bottom, binding the river to the sea, grinding that sand and silt into cement to build our walls and towers. There is coral in the skyscrapers. All those big glass windows are made with beach sand. Office blocks and parking lots, retaining walls and shopping malls. All that concrete came from the river and the bay. Tiny crustaceans, skeletons of ancient shellfish, fossilised leaves and branches, pulverised and reassembled. Do they remember their past forms? Do we remember where it all came from? Fragments of Stradbroke Island now hang in bridges, suspended above the river, and where the heavy storms in Minjeriba, rolling in from the sea, the buildings of the CBD vibrate in sympathy. The old windmill, the commissariat store, all that stone from the quarries at Kangaroo Point. Mortar lime was oyster shells from Amity. The concrete dreams of the river. Those apartments yearn to rejoin the ocean. One day, years from now, perhaps the concrete will get its wish, dust to dust. Bridges will commit suicide. Skyscrapers will erode and disintegrate. And still the water keeps flowing, there is coral in the skyscrapers. Those big glass windows are made with beach sand. How am I going for time? All right. I might do one more, and maybe if there's time later, we'll do more. I don't know what's happening, but um, it's like a real joy and a pleasure, again, to be part of this community, and I feel particularly grateful to my partner, Anna, for, like, making these worlds together. We've been creating these ideas together for such a long, long time, and Anna, you've had such a profound and deep impact on my thinking, and so has this entire community. So, yeah, thank you to everyone for thinking together about this stuff. We are the diaspora, children of the melting pot, not quite foreign, but always outsiders. We've got Gossamer networks stretched in every direction. We are the spiderweb people. Parents cling to memories of obliterated villages. Feet recall the track that led down to where the river is, scattered, dispersed, struggling to stand tall. Disciples of the long-distance phone call, where is the homeland? Satellite maps don't show the old roads. Half-remembered parables handed down like precious heirlooms rendered nonsensical by the new paradigm. We must become more Western now. You must get an education now. You'll be a doctor, you'll be well paid, validating all the sacrifices that we made and each generation drifts further. The mother tongue becomes fragile. Spider threads stretch to breaking point. Dreams of Elam, dreams of Mecca, dreams of Zion, dreams of Arcadia. The homeland is now mere folklore and the enclaves are imperfect replicas. The enclaves are havens, fortresses and prisons. The enclaves are shadows where the sun hasn't risen. Small rituals grow heavy with new significance. Weddings have become pompous, extravagant, overcompensations for cultural dissonance, black and white photos, gold halos non-existent. We are the diaspora and you don't understand us and we don't understand us. Has the homeland forgotten us asked for a better life, dreams of greener pastures? But what do we leave behind? The cousins speak of the hill station with a longing that resembles homesickness, even though they've never been there. Upper flies thousands of kilometers to visit distant relatives who once lived only a couple of streets away, but back then weren't considered worthy of a visit. Expensive international parcels contain humble snack foods made according to the old recipe. They've grown stale in transit. The old country has changed beyond recognition. Local dialect is inflected with new, unfamiliar inflections. The aunties like the shopping, but they can't stand the crowds. The village is too quiet and the city's too loud and the kids can't drink the local water. The kids get sick when they drink unfiltered water. Gossamer networks stretched across the globe. International phone cards are hoarded long after the credit is used up. Back in the new country, uncle's disappointed. His kids no longer want to go to church, to temple, to mosque. They're too young to remember the fights. The shoestring fundraisers, the meetings with council, the triumphant celebrations when it finally opened. They don't understand how hard he worked to build that outpost in a foreign land. How it hurts him when they suggest turning the community center into a museum. Culture meets culture. The child's name is adaptation. What kind of future for the second generation? We straddle chasms, tongues become bridges, but we're still not sure what that thing at the bottom of the fridge is. So we rage against white privilege, rage against their anthems, rage against our impotence, rage against their petty racist tantrums, try to talk like proper locals, try to dress like Westerners. Festivals and harmony days are mere shadows of the best of us. They eat our food, they wear our clothes while spitting in our parents' faces. White teacher thinks she'll fix racism with rainbows and smiling faces. Screw that. You don't know how the rope feels in this tug-of-war. You can analogize and sympathize, but you've never lived it. We lay ancient melodies over a 4-4 Western drumbeat. Who are you to define authenticity? We are amorphous. We are in flux. We are tradition and progress, butterfly and chrysalis, square pegs, fading accents, foreign-smelling soap. We are the diaspora. And we live on borrowed hope.
2: Martin, thank you so much, Joe. Um, we are so excited uh, to be in the midst of this incredible radio mixtape and so excited that so many of you uh, came out to share it with us. Um, I am Extremely honoured to have um, a couple of my favourite radio uh, personalities joining us next. The absolutely inimitable Mananjali and South Sea Islander, Professor Chelsea Wattigo and Dr David Singh. (laughs) Welcome to the Radio Reversal and Paradigm Shift podcast mixtape.
1: Thank you. Congratulations, (laughs) by the way. Wonderful.
2: Um, I am so grateful that both of you made time to join us today. You are two of the busiest people I know. Um, But you're also two of my favourite people to talk to about radio making. And I know... you Take that, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Two of. (laughs) Excuse me. Chelsea, you've been making community radio for ages now and you have this kind of incredible checkered backstory with shows on especially AAA, uh, Murray Country, the Aboriginal community-controlled radio station over in West End. Um, Initially, I think, the show Wild Black Women. What drew you to community radio? Uh,
4: I had to work out a way how to pay the bills when I split with my husband and Carver hit me up and said, you want to host Let's Talk? And like literally I just needed to pay the bills and so I thought, okay, well maybe this will help us get through that time but, but what it was, um, I was doing Let's Talk just each week and I wanted to bring some of our black uh, academics into Community Radio to talk about their work and connect it to community um, and, but I got Angelina on to talk about her PhD but she didn't want to talk about the PhD and so I said, we'll just talk about what made us wild this week and while Black Woman was born out of this one episode of just trying to survive and make some content. And, um, yeah, and it kind of... We did the first show, and I think the guys from upstairs came down and went, that was, that was pretty good. And so we kind of just started doing it, and it ended up being that was the whole thing. Oh. And, um, yeah, I was able to, like, turn what was a pretty traumatic time of my life into um, stuff to laugh about. And it really got me through um, and not... Financially, um, but uh, <laughs> didn't pay. I think we split, we had 60 bucks each or something. Um, but it got me through emotionally um, with community and just being able to, you know, try and hold together all week and uh, on a Friday morning just like snort, laugh, uh, we cry, we got wild. It was just, we had a place just to be ourselves and. Uh, Look, a few defo threats uh we had to do the in-service with lawyers about you know how to moderate our feelings about things uh so i now start most sentences with in my opinion um and that tends to cover me <laughs> 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 for the most part i
2: feel like that's a great that's a great answer to one of my next questions which is going to be what have you learned from <laughs> doing Um, But David, what about you? Because, I mean, you have jumped into Let's Talk Black Politics this year. Um, Had you done community radio before that? And if not, what made you want to do Let's Talk?
1: No, to the first question. (laughs) Um, And, look, I'd like to say I didn't have a choice. Um, It's part of the work that we do. I mean, if you know me, you know that I like to work in the background, um, uh, supporting others, kind of equipping others to take the fight forward and to hold the line in various ways Um, but this year uh, we did one season of Let's Talk uh, Black Politics and I kind of came out um, in in a way that I never imagined at this stage in my life. Um, I've long been an activist and I, I figured by this time I'd be on the scrap heap but um, radio has given me a second lease of life, uh, a new way to understand the world that I inhabit, not least this place uh, as a settler uh, and a relatively recent migrant. Um, so it's given me uh, a way of seeing the world that, uh, for a lo- that excites. Uh, I can see the possibilities in a way that I couldn't were really it not for radio. Mm. Mm, so.
2: Yeah, what do you think? Um because I mean, you, you're both people who work in the university, the kind of traditional academy in, in various ways. And I know you're also both people who think a lot about pedagogy, a kind of fancy way of saying the, the processes through which we learn and teach and are transformed in the process. What have you learned about teaching and learning from doing
4: community radio? Um, look, I, I mean, I love live radio. Um, there's no PowerPoint, there's no, um, teaching notes, you just got to hit it, and, um, um, uh, and so I like that you, you can't hide, uh, and you've just got to be yourself and be honest about what you know and, and honest about what you don't know. Um, so it means, you know, you're putting yourself out there, um, and I like that, it's, there's an honesty to live radio, um, and it just, I guess, um, For me, what I love about um, particularly black radio is... ..and it's always been an issue for me working in the academy... ..is, you know, my best intellectual work was always largely for settlers. And um, for me, what I love about radio is that it's in conversation with our mob. And, you know, um, I I don't listen to a lot of radio... Um, and I remember doing Blackfella Book tour, tour last year, and went at Sherberg, went up Ti, Cairns, and um, they'd put some like in- I did some interviews on Black Radio, that was out there. And so when I went at Sherberg, people were like, oh yeah, we are, we heard you on the radio, we heard you were coming, and it just spun me out how how much our communities still rely so much on on Black Radio, and um, you know it was a doogie me like I'd been doing it for some time, but. Uh, it was a way for us to be in conversation with each other on our terms, much like Kevin had said, and... Um, so, it's, um, it's not, you know, how do I incorporate this into teaching and learning? It's more about um, that I get to play in a bigger classroom and the, the classroom of, of people that I want to be in conversation with, be challenged by, I love the feedback and the conversations that go on after a show's gone to air, whether it's DMs, coming <coughs> for a yarn, um, all that kind of stuff. I, I just get to be in a, in a much bigger classroom and we're all learners, and so I love that space.
2: Mm. Yeah, what about you, David? What do you think? Has it changed the way you think about how you learn or how you approach um, teaching?
1: Um, well, it certainly has, right? I mean, for me, it was... I mean, learning was largely a solitary activity. Um, when you do um, race, critical race, as, as uh, I do, uh, there, there, there aren't that many conversations to be had because you're submerged by whiteness. Um, it's everywhere. Um, Who do you go to when you've alighted upon a particular concept and trying to work out its kind of everyday application? Um, And I didn't think that you could take those concepts uh, as a means to think with and then broadcast those concepts through something like the medium of radio. Um, And we've had discussions. I've come on for Triple Z and we've discussed the idea of crisis and Stuart Hall's idea of conjuncture and applied it to this moment. and similarly on the show with Chelsea, we were about to take uh, a second season looking at black ways of knowing and black knowledges. Um, and often those knowledges are in conversation. They don't, they don't sit there uh, and ossify, they're continually on the move. And to bring my learning in a particular way and to receive the gift of black knowing too. And to do that on radio is pretty special.
2: Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. If you haven't all already started listening to Let's Talk Black, Black Politics, consider this your invitation. I feel like you're both going to really hate this question, but I want to ask it <laughs> anyway. Um, what do you think about the idea of the public intellectual and do you feel like your work on <laughs> on radio reflects a kind of tradition of um, public intellectual work?
4: Go on then.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Um... <laughs> Look, I mean, uh, just recently I read uh, Dylan Rodriguez over uh, on Turtle Island calling out the academic as being a fraud, uh, particularly in relation to abolition. Um, And uh, I found that sobering. Um, I do wonder what it is I'm doing sometimes when I pronounce uh, and who's listening uh, and whether I practice what I preach. Um, um, I I think if you continually check yourself, uh, I think that that's largely healthy, Um, I don't see much, as I said, I'm I'm a stage hand, I don't like to take centre stage on anything, recently though, I think we're all called, right, to step up, Uh, we can't afford to hang back and hope that somebody else carries the load, and I think if if that means being described as a public intellectual, well, hell yeah, I'm happy.
4: Yeah, look I don't I don't like the term public intellectual um but I do think there's a case to be made for nerds on the front line um yeah. like you know right? <laughs> like, let me show you my audience, literature yeah. review. Um, look and so I I I do I do love um I love the intellectual work that I get to do, as as messed up as it can be sometimes, and as violent as that place can be sometimes. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm I, I hate the term public intellectual, but I also um, don't love the kind of um, anti-intellectual sentiment either. And there's somewhere in between this space um, where you know intellectual work put to important political and legal purposes um, is necessary. And I just love that with um, black radio, community radio, we kind of blur the lines between who's the intellectual and who isn't, who gets to know, who has the right to know. And, you know, with what we're doing with Let's Talk Black Politics is we're doing these live shows, um, we're packed in a podcast and it's, you know, effectively creating our own grad cert that is freely available um, for mob to be in, in conversation and to advance the work that they need to be doing. Um, that we all need um, our, our thinkers to be doing wherever wherever they um, are situated. And, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't love the academy. Um, I don't love other academics so much. Um, but I'm excited by the kind of intellectual work that we could be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel very privileged to, you know, have a job where I get paid to think. And I've been able to find a place uh, alongside David to created um, a couple of intellectual communities, both at ICRR um, as well as at uh, Karumba Institute where we can do our work on our terms. And we're not spending our days trying to fight the institution to get a space to do it, that we've actually finally got somewhere to do it. And, um, you know, when you then get communities call you to do intellectual work, um, that's really special. Mm. Um, And, yeah, I think we're very fortunate... Yeah. to get to do some of the work that communities ask us to do. Mm,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's always a, an honour and a privilege to witness. Um, I want to ask what you're excited about in terms of both of you are people who um, dream pretty big, plan pretty hard in terms of future projects. What are you looking forward to in your radio and podcasting lives?
4: David, you're excited all the time. I think you should go first. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So we just had an event this morning, uh, and Uncle Shane Coghill, uh, welcomed everyone to country. And then he handed me a document um, um, outlining a particular anti-racist history, a blackfellow anti-racist history. And one of the things I'm keen is to collate those histories uh, in order to capture testimony uh, from history, but also what it has to say in this present moment. There's a particular anti-racist formation that's taking shape right now, grounded in sovereignty. We need to get to work, understand precisely what is happening. And we can only do that by understanding what's happened previously. And turn to elders, both black and otherwise, to find out what they did back in the day. All too often we move ahead with the latest faddish theory. No, they've done it, they've seen it, got the t shirts seen the movie, they've done it. We need to go back in order to go forward.
4: Um, So I'm excited about we're putting out our, hopefully season one of our podcast this year on Indigenous critical race theory, so it's putting together some of our shows we recorded throughout the year, which you're helping produce, we we are producing, Um, and it's inspired by uh, Sister Ruby Wharton's Invasion Day speech when she called on us mob to read the play. Um, So season one, read the play, black critical race uh, podcast, I'm very excited for that to get out in the world. Um, and bring and build community um, from that foundation. Um, I'm excited for what's ahead for ICRR um, and the the community organising work we get to do out of that house, which we can't plan for, it just happens, and so I'm excited to see what's going to happen next, which I don't know what it is, Mm. Um, as well as at Karimur Institute. um, I'm staying on there for a few years now and... uh, building a black intellectual collective in that space. And um, so I'm really excited about the black uh, post-grads that we're bringing in um, who are doing intellectual work in a whole different kind of way mm. uh, than how we're supposed to be doing it. So that's fun fucking with that. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I'm a bit like Kevin, though. I'm still dreaming for my uh, post-academic career. Mm. Um, writing screenplays and just, yeah, writing fun stuff, um, uh, not just the stuff that breaks your heart. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Thank you both so much. I'm so grateful to get to think and learn from both of you in terms of the, um, the power and the responsibility that comes with community radio. And um, thank you for joining the Radio Reversal and Paradigm Shift Mixtape. Thank you. That was the first part of the Radio Reversal podcast launch mixtape shared with our wonderful comrades at the Paradigm Shift and hopefully a really warm and rich introduction to some of the, the kind of learning out loud principles of the Radio Reversal project. Um, as always, we we also want to um, send a big shout out and a big thanks to 4ZZZ, uh, who have hosted Radio Reversal, the live show, for many years now and who have so um, thoroughly shaped everything that we do as radio producers. Um, big thanks to to A Murray Country, uh, one of the other community radio stations in so-called Brisbane and the only Aboriginal community-controlled radio station in the capital city, Um which is um, also the home to a lot of co-thinking and co-theorising projects, including Let's Talk Social Justice and Let's Talk Black Politics. Um, which you heard a little bit about in this week's episode. So big shout-outs all round. And once again, a reminder that if you're enjoying these podcasts, please do jump on over to our Substack and subscribe. Uh, we would love to have you as part of the Radio Reversal community and be able to think together um, in all the ways that that allows. So um, there's absolutely no excuse. You should totally do it right now. It's just Substack. Sign up and we'll see you next Sunday.